Hey guys, this episode of Esoteric Gladiator is about natural law. It's uh, about the things in nature that we tend to ignore and how we're being affected by this stuff when we ignore them. I go into all kinds of stuff in this episode. I go into ayahuasca journeys, organic farming, uh, trickery on all levels and natural law itself. I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Esoteric Gladiator Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about natural law. A lot of times, I'll research stuff before I uh, record. Other times, I just kind of freestyle. Today is going to be one of those freestyling type of days. Um... I just wanted to talk a little bit about my my perception of natural law, how I got into natural law, and um, how we can't escape natural law. Unfortunately for a lot of us, we were taught a bunch of bullshit in school that we don't need. Um, I'm sure, you know, most of the people that are listening to this podcast know that. They didn't teach us about natural law. They taught us about algebra, fucking biology, and a bunch of other fucking garbage that, that we don't need. And uh, the way I, I got into natural law was uh, through, uh, you know, spiritual practices, you know, uh, Native American ceremonies, uh, meditation, uh, ayahuasca, you know, and then gardening and landscaping and also, uh, you know, racing and paddling canoes on the ocean when I lived in Hawaii. Hawaii was really kind of like uh, my like uh, full blown uh, coming to uh, terms with natural law and just kind of just blowing my head open and, and showing me in a subconscious, subliminal way that natural law um, is real and uh, you know that human beings can't escape it. When I say human beings can't escape it, when we look around at society and and our world, and, and we're kind of like wondering why all this shit is going to hell, and and how this is unfair, and that's unfair, and, you know, it's because we've been violating natural law. We've been doing it through our diets. We've been doing it through, um, you know, a lot of the media shit, education, uh, you know, dumping toxic shit and pesticides into the earth, and, um, you know, all things are connected. And so human beings, we like to think that we're exempt from all that, you know, like, you know, everybody, and I don't have a problem with this, you know, it'd be great if we could all have like free medical, but like, what kind of medical is it? It's like the, the, the medical industry is fucking garbage now, you know, even if you have really good medical insurance, it's shit. And, um, so it's like, yeah, you know, everybody demands free medical, which will become some uh, overcrowded, watered down fucking uh, medical care for us, where if we wind up with a broken leg, we won't even get to see a doctor for six to nine months because, you know, the hospitals will be oversaturated and it'll be shit medical. But, you know, when I look at natural law, it's like, you know, the deers 
out in the forest aren't getting free medical. They're not getting, they're not guaranteed a free meal. They're not guaranteed a, a, a free anything. And they're not out there starting wars and molesting children. So human beings, for some reason, we think we, we supersede natural law. We don't supersede natural law. You know, it's survival of the fittest. And I think human beings have forgot about that. There's a good statement that goes, hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. And that right there is a good uh, metaphor for natural law. So when I, uh, when I uh, moved to Hawaii, it was from L.A. I'd been tattooing in L.A. for, I want to say at that point, probably about 11 years. And uh, I was living a really good life in L.A. I was making a ton of money. I was, you know, just had excess surplus of everything. My career was awesome. I was booked out all the time, you know, dating all these chicks and just freaking, you know, just being about that life. Um, But something deep within me, because I've always had some type of spiritual uh, foundation I've always always been really uh, really adamant about culting that faculty within me. Something within me told me that uh, you know my spiritual growth had stopped, and that I wasn't challenging myself enough. That um, I, I needed I needed to go through some hard times to learn some valuable lessons. And uh, also, I, I needed to do it on my own, away from my family in a place where I really barely knew anyone. So I had a friend living in Kauai named Micah. And uh, Micah brought me out to the island. And, um, you know, it was a challenge to get there. I had to uh, save a bunch of money, which wasn't wasn't really a problem because as soon as I posted on Facebook that I was going to mo- leave to Hawaii in three months... Uh, I was tattooing fucking 10 days a week. I couldn't stop. And so I showed up on Kauai with a good cushion and uh, I was burnt out from tattooing. And within a month, I'd got a job working on a a decent size organic farm that uh, named Shama Farms. My buddy Jamie uh, hooked me up with that. And uh, there I met a good friend of mine by the name of Meerkat. That's what I call him. And we provided, we grew and provided produce for most of the uh, organic uh, health food stores on island, as well as a lot of the restaurants. We did microgreens, we did herbs, we did just about any vegetable you could grow in Kauai. And we did a lot of fruits and cocos. And, um, you know, I basically got my hands into the soil with uh, organic farming and uh, learned, you know, about composting, about the right nutrients and amendments that needed to go into the soil, Uh, you know, had to weed the gardens a lot and, um, you know, just kind of learned, you know, got a whole rundown on on that. Um, I also did landscaping on the side as well on, on, Kauai. I did organic farming and landscaping on both Kauai and Maui. Uh, But um, when I was in the farm 
and you know, I'll sound like a crazy person to a lot of people. I, I don't really give a shit because I, I know it's the fucking weirdos and the crazies that are actually ones that are speaking the most truth. So I would literally talk to the plants. I'd be weeding or I, I'd be, you know, trimming them down or or harvesting them. And I would talk to the plants and I would tell them how much I loved them and how grateful I was to be able to work with them. And that, that I wish that they would give me, you know, secret wisdom to, to, you know, to the earth and, 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 and things of that nature. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't really at that time feel like, uh, you know, the, the plants had been speaking back to me. Um, and, um, you know, and then I got into landscaping a lot more and, and, and just working really hard in that hot Hawaiian sun. You know, most of the time on the farm, I'd show up to work in a pair of flip flops with some board shorts, shirtless with a freaking trucker cap back and some sunglasses on. And we'd be out there digging and turning beds with a pitchfork and, you know, walking around in the wheelbarrows looking like, you know, surfers uh, getting tanned and and eating some of the best produce I've ever had in my life that I helped gr grow. And, uh, you know, my buddies, uh, they, they were deep into it. We, uh, we, uh, we would, uh, plant in the, uh, new moon, you know, within, uh, the week after the new moon and, and we would, uh, harvest within the week after the full moon. Um, and, uh, there's a reason for that, um, which is why a lot of people, they set intentions, uh, during the, uh, the, the, um, the new moon and, uh, you know, hopefully if your belief or, or, you know, your mojo or the way you work, your prayer or, or, or spells or whatever you want to call it. If you're are right, then hopefully by the full moon, you're starting to get, uh, you know, messages or you're starting to see the, the intentions you set come to fruition or that they will be coming to fruition in the not so distant future. And I've done all that and it works. Um, so, uh, then I got into, uh, canoe paddling, you know, uh, with Hanalei Bay um, and, uh, you know, learning the rhythms of the ocean. I spent a lot of time at the beach. I did a lot of barefooted hiking. I drank out of the, you know, the, 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 uh, aquifers over there straight from the island. And, um, you know, I just really, really engulfed myself with nature and, and, and the ocean and, and learned a lot about the rhythms of nature unbeknownst to myself till after I left the islands, which I'll get into. So, um, yeah, uh, I really got deeply involved in, uh, I had a near death experience when I lived on Kauai out in a place called Kalalau, uh, where I, uh, where I could have swore I was going to drown. I was like, Oh, it's game over. And I remember thinking at the moment where I realized, Oh shit, you're going to get, drowned out here the waves are fucking you know 10 12 foot faces they're non-stop they don't break like cali waves you know california you'll get a wave every you know 10 seconds 20 seconds and Kauai, they're coming every 
three to seven seconds, and it's nonstop. And, uh, you know, there was really no way to swim out of the, the, the riptide that I was caught in, and I was lucky, I was blessed that a guy, you know, people from Kauai will know who I'm talking about, but there was a there was an old uncle out there by the name of Al- Alakai. He he passed away within the last year, but he would be out in Kalalau a lot, and um, him and, and another dude named Brando, a surfer cat, fucking modern-day pirate, who I think he grew up with Andy Irons and those guys um, out on the North Shore in Kauai, Hyanna, uh, Hanalei area, freaking deep country, whatever. Um, they saw that me and my cousin were out there, and um, luckily they had a fucking uh, what's that? A, a, a wave runner, a, a jet ski. Which in a, it, usually there's not a jet ski or a boat out in Kalalau. It, it, they're out there sometimes, but it's rare. Well, we were lucky. They saw us, and they came out, and they rescued us. And we got back to the shore, and I and and I knew better. My my cousin didn't know, and so I didn't warn him when we were running to the ocean. A don't swim out too far. And by the time we, you know, I realized he swam out too far. I was yelling, and he couldn't hear me, so I had to swim out to him. And I thought, oh, we'll be able to swim out of the the riptide, but it was just too powerful to do that. And at that point, I was like, oh shit. We're going to fucking die. And then instantly this terror shot over my body. But right instantly after that terror shot over my body, my mind was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, if you're going to die right now, you cannot leave this dimension with fear. You just can't go to the next phase full of fear. You don't want to do that. Go calmly, go peacefully, go gratefully and graciously. And so uh, I rolled over on my back. I started praying, and and I just started kind of swimming like a turtle, Honu, Honu style, towards the shore. You know, my limbs were no lo- longer stuck in, in in the in the waves and the in the water. I was just kind of floating on top of it, and I just felt the literally the most serene calmness wash over my body. And within ten, fifteen seconds, twenty seconds, maybe it was a little bit more. I don't remember. It was a while back about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, I heard a fucking wave runner coming towards us. Those guys came, they scooped us up, dragged us to shore. I remember getting on shore and I said, oh, fucking Alakai, fucking Brando, I must have looked like, you know, one dumb Howley out there, huh? Fucking, and and then uh, they both said, no, fucking, we've almost drowned out here multiple times and we've been surfing our whole lives and, in, in this ocean our whole lives, it can happen to anybody. And they were right. Um, Kauai wasn't known for shark attacks. It was known for, for the ocean eating people, you know. Lots of people getting yanked off the rocks by Queen's Bath out, out in Princeville or, you know, just drowning, not 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 being aware of the ocean. Um, but, uh, you know, I learned a lot about the rhythms of nature and, and stuff from Kauai and, and the ocean and, and, and the gardens and the landscaping. And then I moved to, to Maui and, and we did the same thing. And I, I remember, too, we also there was a lot of protesting going on against Monsanto, Sagenta and Pioneer, uh, you know, those fucking GMO pesticide farmers that are destroying 
you know, the top soil all over the fucking planet in different countries. They're the reason why, you know, people in India are committing suicide and stuff like that. But we used to protest those guys and, you know, have the march against Monsanto. And and a lot of people were involved in that stuff, you know. A, a lot of times the kids were showing up to the hospital with respiratory issues or headaches or horrible stomach aches. You know, kids from the West Side. And that's because Monsanto was spraying pesticides all over. And, and a lot of the top topsoil on, on the west side of the island on the Aina was destroyed from the pesticides now a lot of people don't think you can repair topsoil I believe I, I believe you can repair topsoil I just feel like it's it's it will take a a year to three to uh to really to to, to be able to make it uh fertile again and you you need to do a lot of amending and composting and you need to spray it down a lot too you want to wash that fucking garbage out of the the soil another really bad thing about spraying pesticides on a small island like that is is it rains a lot and the rain has to run off into rivers well the rivers go directly into the ocean and what are you carrying into the ocean through the rivers? All that pesticides. And what's that doing? It's destroying the reefs and making the fish sick and giving them freaking birth defects and things like that. So this Monsanto thing, I'm not going to go super crazy deep into it. I think you guys get what I'm trying to talk about right now. I mean, I'm sure you can use common sense of how bad this stuff could be. And bottom line is all those fucking pesticides they're using that are pesticides are actually old uh, leftover stock from biological weapons of war, you know, from World War One and World War Two, and they needed to do something with that stock, and they wanted to make money off of it, so they watered it down a little bit and called it pesticide, right? Um, but really, it's human killer, and, uh, you know, again, back to modern medicine, and natural law, if you're drinking fucking chemicals, you're going to wind up sick. And then what's going to happen when you go to this, these doctors? They're going to give you more chemicals, pharmaceuticals, and you're going to get sicker. Oh, yeah, doc, my liver's all fucked up. Well, here, take this pill. This will help you. And lo and, lo and behold, six months later, now you got a liver and a fucking lower intestine problem from these fucking pharmaceuticals. And that's the way it works. And, and that's... You know, I don't give a fuck that I'm not a doctor. I study natural health and, and, and naturopathic remedies and have been for years now. And I think modern day medicine is completely horseshit. It works great for diagnosing and surgery. And, 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 and yeah, there's some other things that it can help out with. But Eastern medicine is kind of kind of where I, I put my eggs when it, it comes to a basket of, of the medical industry. Um, so um, natural law fucking... Uh, when I left Hawaii, you know, because I, pa I paddled canoe, I farmed, and um, I, uh, I did landscaping a lot on, um, on Maui, too. I helped. I worked uh, ground crew for the coconut trimmers, you know, my buddy Dan and Christian out there in Maui, uh, pure life coconut trimming and, and, and landscaping, and they were arborists, and I was just kind of like their assistant a lot of times, and uh, it was is back breaking work out in the sun, and um, I'm glad I, I learned a lot from all of it. You know, I'd fucking I'd be under a fucking cocoa tree, and fronds would be falling and shit, and I next thing you know, I got a fucking centipede crawling up my neck. I got to smack it off, and 
crazy shit, man. But so uh, when I left Maui, I want to say this is about three and a half, four years ago. Um, I left and I started traveling all over the country and just tattooing everywhere I went and staying with friends and and visiting different places. And um, it was at that time that I realized the whole time I'd been talking to those plants, they'd been talking back to me. Um, oh, I didn't mention that I had the pleasure and the honor of, of getting to partake in a, I, ayahuasca ceremonies about seven times, four times on Kauai, three times on Maui. And uh, that's plant medicine for you guys that don't know. I also got to do combo, the frog medicine. Um, and uh, San Pedro, which is cactus. Um, ayahuasca is feminine. San Pedro is masculine. Um, I would assume combo is masculine. Uh, I don't know that for sure, though. Um, but, uh, so in, in, in the ayahuasca was, uh, I was really lucky because I was asked by the, the, the maestro, uh, because the, the, the vine would grow on the islands. It was the same climate type as South America and Central America as a tropical climate. And also I think that the, the, the vine and, 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 and Tracuna, the leaf migrated over there through the Brazilians because there's a lot of people on the, on the islands that speak Portuguese, you know, a lot of those guys over there, you know, have Portuguese relatives. There's lots of, you know, so I assume that, you know, people from Brazil showed up over there with the, with the, with the, with the ayahuasca, the Pachamama and, uh, you know, they, they, uh, shared that medicine with the people. Uh, I was really lucky because the guy that led ceremony, um, he had asked me, he knew that I was, a, was, a, was, a you know, I'd been a farmer over there and, and working with plants. He asked me if I would help him pound the vine and, 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 and boil the brew. And I couldn't have been happier because I was terrified to do ayahuasca. I mean, I'd done lots of acid back in the day, and it's I started having bad trips, so I stopped doing that. And then I'd done shrooms a few times, uh, which I also felt were really powerful. And, and I had a lot of respect for these medicines. I, you know, I never would do them in a party setting. It was always like I might eat some shrooms and, and paint by myself or you know, hang out with friends and paint, you know, like a small group of people, you know. I always looked at these sacraments as serious business, not something to be playing around with um, because we're very susceptible in those those alternate states of consciousness, you know. We, we, we kind of open our temple to, uh, you know, spiritual entities and, uh, you know, you don't want to open your temple to, uh, you know, lower or higher dimensional beings that we can't see that may want to run amok within you, you know. So, so by getting to pound the vine and, 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 and help brew, I got to talk to the plant, which I was already doing. I'd learned to talk to the plants through the garden, through the gardening and all that. And so I just, I, I, I sat with the plant, I, I pounded the vine, I talked to the plant, and um, it worked, it was terrifying on the way up, but once I surrendered and, and I and I opened myself up to the medicine, um, it was an incredible journey. I literally went through past lives. And let me just say that every time I, I, I drank uh, the ayahuasca, 
um, it was a different experience, uh, mostly involving past life regressions or um, feeling or standing at the center of eternity and, and realizing that I was an eternal being and that I've been here before. Um, but, uh, there's, there's really kind of no way to describe it. Uh, I, I know that, uh, when I would do my praying, I, I would always leave the group because I just didn't want their energy on me and I didn't want my energy on them. You know, I lived a rough life, you know, and, and uh, you know, lots of, you know, street fights, fucking, you know, years in prison and, and, and just, you know, battles in my life, you know what I mean? And so I know that I can be a very intense person, so I didn't want to push that energy off on others, and I didn't want their energy on me, right? I wanted my solitude, so I would usually leave the circle. In fact, I had the opportunity to leave the circle every time I did it, and I would go off, I would do my meditation, and surrender, and uh, then, then the then my fear would subside, and the plant would take over. The mother would take over, and and lead me. And I remember the visions that I would get. It almost seemed like it was like a mixture of jungle with an insect, and it was feminine. And um, man, the first time I did it, I I got the opportunity to do it on this place in in Kauai called Larson's Beach. And if, if anybody knows, you know, in Kauai knows about Larson's Beach, you'll know how incredibly gorgeous it is. And, and we did it at nighttime because that's what ayahuasca is. You want to do it in the night, a la noche. Um, and uh, and the, because that's when you can see the visions. And um, I could hear them singing the Icaros from, from the tent in the background while I was meditating outside. And the music really helps out a lot. The music will take you to really good places. And ba back again, you know, in the beginning was the word. Everything is made of vibration. So you want good music, good vibrations playing when you, when you do these sacred ceremonies with these, these earth sacraments, these, 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 these uh, natural elements. And, um, and you need all the elements, you need nature, you need, you need the water to grow these, these, these sacraments from the earth. And these are the earth, these sacraments, and you need the air, the earth creates the air and you need the fire and, and the steel to chop them up and the fire to boil them. And, uh, then again, it's back to water, back to liquid. It's very thick and syrupy, uh, tastes almost molasses-like, and, um, you know, um, all I can say is it was an incredible experience, and, and Larson's Beach is absolutely gorgeous. I was very, very fortunate. I was in, in good hands with uh, the brother, the Jaguar. I'm not going to put his name out there, but he likes to go by the Jaguar. And, um, you know... We uh we went deep and and he took me deep on three journeys, and um and uh, you know I'm grateful for all that and um you know I uh again fast forward again I jump around a lot you're just gonna have to bear with me when I left the islands after you know those those experiences I realized. I don't remember at what point I realized that 
the whole time that the plants had been speaking to me and speaking through me now they're they're speaking through me nowadays and um you know i realized just how uh how fortunate i was and, and how ignorant i was to not realize that the whole time the plants uh were speaking to me and again hindsight is 2020 right perfect vision um and uh so that's when I started breaking shit down. And, and like a lot of these people, you know, again, I'm nonpartisan. I'm not a registered voter. But, you know, I, I really have a serious problem with leftist movements because these fucking idiots, excuse my language, if I've, if I've offended any of you guys, uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, these movements violate natural law constantly. Um, and you know, I'm not going to get into people's sexual orientations. I don't have a problem with adults doing whatever the hell they want sexually. That's their business. I have no problem. But again, there is a natural law. There is a masculine feminine polarity in, in both men and women. So that's why I say as adults, it's all good. We, we are both masculine feminine polarities. But again, like a lot of the shit that they're pumping in these schools and colleges, violation of natural law. And then we can go to like this, these climate change agendas and, and all this bullshit. Like all these people in cities want to tell people like me who've been living out in nature for the last fucking 10 years how it really is and to love the earth. And it's like all these major polluters want to show up to these parks and leave trash everywhere, show up in their fucking gas-guzzling SUVs with signs that have glitter and styrofoam and shit that doesn't biodegrade to talk to us about climate change. But none of these fucking schmucks want to talk about uh, the, uh, the environment, something that we have control over. We don't have control over the climate. We never have. We never had control over Egypt when it was a rainforest or the world when it was covered in ice, the Ice Age, or fucking uh, the Great Flood. We didn't have control over that shit. And we don't have control over it now. Like, we, we think we're just so, we're so blown on our egos. We somehow think we're more powerful than we really are. We're powerful beings, don't get me wrong. That, but we're not going to kill the earth. The earth is going to kill us. We're going to kill each other is what the fucking problem is. And people want to act like they're altruists with this climate change movement and all this shit. They're selfish. They don't give a fuck about the climate. They care about themselves and their cities and, and all this shit that they've, they've gotten addicted to and they, they, they've drowned their five senses in. It's not because, oh, they care about the earth. If they cared about the earth, they'd be living in nature like I have. And stop, and stop getting tricked by the government and, and, and ed education with leftist agendas, globalist agendas. Oh, the Green New Deal. Fucking bullshit. You don't hear the Green New Deal talking about, you know, cars getting 100 miles to the gallon off gas. Those exist. 70 miles to the gallon in the 60s and 70s or the 50s, I believe. They had cars running off water. They killed those scientists or bought their patents out. They're not talking about any of that shit. They're not talking about eradicating pesticides from farming. They're not talking about corporations because these are the guys pushing this climate change shit. You guys have been tricked by these people. Wealthy corporations not being allowed to uh, create styrofoam and glitter 
and, and, and fucking shit that doesn't biodegrade. And we know there's compostable plastics out there. They exist from plant cellulose and, and, and starches and things like that. They're not talking about any of this. They're talking about shit that's going to enslave the public. Meanwhile, these fucking sociopaths are going to be taking private jets everywhere and driving around in limos and, and letting corporations do what they've been letting them do. They're convincing us that we are the problem behind the climate uh, change epidemic here. It's like, these guys are the ones that are creating all this shit. These guys are the ones that are putting all the commercials out in the media promoting all this shit that's destroying the environment. You know what I mean? Why the fuck don't we have um, refill stations for our shampoo, our, our body wash, our, our, our dishwashing stuff, our, our laundry detergent, you know, where we have single-use... Are, are, are multiple uses for these these containers where we can use these containers over and over and over again and have refill stations to, to where this plastic and this, this shit doesn't wind up in landfills. You don't hear them talking about that shit. You don't hear them talking about creating organic farms on a communal basis all over the planet. Fuck no. Hell no. It's all about empowering them and having a slave class because all these guys are involved in secret clubs that we're not fucking part of. We're fucking peasants to them. We're cattle. We're sheep. And, and you got to get past your fucking pride and your ego to realize, hey, you're a piece of shit to those people. I realized it. And it empowered me. I was like, oh, shit, I'm not as important as I thought I was. Oh, shit, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. These guys tricked me. But people think they're too smart. They can't let their pride go. And I think pride is one of the deadliest of the sins. Pride and, pride and greed are the deadliest of the sins, man. And, you know, we violate natural law all the time. And they just keep getting shit over on us and tricking us because even our thoughts are based off natural law. I mean, the trickery that these guys are using on us is thousands of years old. I mean, we heard about charlatans and snake oil salesmen back in the day. That's what these guys are. They're snake oil salesmen. And only this time the snake oil's got venom and poison in it. And it's poisoning everybody. And you're wondering why you can't think straight eating Doritos and cracking fucking Coca-Colas and eating shit foods. That's fucking your brain up. You know, we go back to ancient man and what these... And there is evil ancient societies too, which is what the descendants of these secret societies are now. These Merovingian bloodlines, these bloodlines of the serpent, the bloodlines of the Egyptian royalty, the bloodlines of the, uh, the Roman royalty. These motherfuckers are the same secret societies that were in, in, in control 6,000 years ago that are now. We violate natural law constantly, and, and we can't figure out... <laughs> How did this all happen? I just can't figure it out. Stop being fucking stupid. And the best way to admit to stop to, to, to get to stop being stupid is to admit that you are stupid. Shit, I'm stupid. How can I change that? Oh shit. They tricked me in the education system, teaching me that memorization made me smart. How can I learn critical thinking? How can I learn about psychology? How can I learn about this trickery? 
You got to admit, hey, I'm just another dumb human being. You got to humble yourself, man. And I know a lot of times I speak like I'm not a humble person and I speak with confidence. I am fucking confident. I went through hell to get where I am. And I'm proud of who the fuck I am. And I'm proud of what I'm doing. Hey, I've been on quarantine. They took my job away from me, my business away from me. I started another business within a week. And within five days, I'm on a fucking podcast on on Sam Tripley's Tinfoil Hat Patreon. Right there, sign from nature, paying attention to natural law, got a sign from nature that, hey, this podcasting, this is something you need to focus on outside of tattooing. If you can't tattoo, focus on the gift to gab and that fucking knowledge, that encyclopedia of crazy shit you got in your head. We violate natural law constantly and we wonder why shit's going crazy. It's not natural to cram 10,000 cattle into a small fucking area that's all dust. You want to eat meat, you don't eat it from a factory farm. You eat it from a free-range farm. I don't eat a shit ton of meat. I eat it sometimes. You know, I got friends that are hunters. They'll give me moose, elk, venison, salmon. That's what I prefer to eat if I eat meat. If I don't, hey, I'll go get me some free-range chicken. You can't be getting healthy meat from dust and and poisons and and steroids and and, and growth hormones. You know, cattle aren't supposed to be eating corn. They're supposed to eat grass. You know, milk isn't actually supposed to be pasteurized. It's supposed to be fucking grass-fed, unpasteurized milk. That's where you get the vitamins. And you're not supposed to drink a ton of it to begin with. You know, violating natural law with dietary shit. You know, we just violate natural law on every level of our lives and we wonder how the fuck did this all happen, you know? I was fortunate enough to, to, to speak with the plants and have them speak back and, and really come to profound realizations that I need to exercise all the time. I'm in my mid-fucking-40s. Get me a fucking dude in his mid-20s to work out with me. I bet you I can keep up with him. I got a ton of fucking energy. You know what I mean? My testosterone, I tested my testosterone uh, a few weeks ago with my natural path. Above average from diet, exercise, spiritual practices, meditation. You got to go into the silence, everyone, every once in a while. If you go within, you never go without. Know thyself. How the fuck are you going to know God if you don't know yourself? How are you going to know your partner or your best friend if you don't know yourself? You got to know yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to accept yourself for your flaws and your perfections. I know perfections is that was just, you know, and and for and for your your uh your your, your greatness. You know, you want to you have self-esteem problems? Hey, become a superhuman. Become obsessed with positive shit. Start challenging yourself. Challenge your will. Challenge yourself. You got insecure. You're insecure. Challenge yourself. Do shit that you would be proud of. Do shit where you look at other people where you almost feel jealous. 
That will build your self-esteem. That, you know, go work out. You're out of shape. You feel like shit. Change your diet. That'll make you feel better. Start working out. That'll make you feel better. That'll raise your self-esteem. Get involved in meditation. Work through those issues that have been rotting in the subconscious of your mind from childhood. Work through that shit. Become a superhuman. Become obsessed with new things, with new modes of and, and ways of doing stuff. Do yoga, the moving meditation. Stretch your body out. Get limber. Do martial arts. Learn how to fucking defend yourself or defend those other than you. If you're in a serious situation and you see somebody hurting someone else or an animal or something, donate some time somewhere. Go do soul-gratifying things, and I promise your self-esteem will boost. But if you're just sitting around all the time feeling like shit, watching movies, fucking playing video games, and I'm guilty. I love video games. I got to decompress every once in a while. Like Eddie Bravo says, I like to blue pill on the weekend because I'm red pilling 24-7. Every once in a while, I have to force myself to sit down and play some, some video games, Red Dead Redemption or fucking GTA or something, just to take my mind off all this information that I get from media and from the fucking atmosphere. I'm a sponge. I get, it, I get downloads from, from, from uh, the planetary consciousness. You know what I mean? Man, mind, body, spirit. If you're eating food that's shit for you, it's tearing your mind down, violating natural law. If you're not doing anything to help your spirit grow, violating that spiritual natural law. And if you're not working out and eating good food, violating you know physical natural law. Atheists love to talk shit. And there ain't no fucking God and science and blah, da, 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 da. Miss me with that bullshit. I thought scientists were supposed to be intelligent. You can't look out into nature and see a constant, infinite level of, of, of co-creation everywhere you look. The sun creating warmth and light. The clouds creating rain. The water creating waves, spiders creating webs, trees creating fruit, the earth creating flowers, bookmakers creating books, authors creating stories, mothers creating babies. But there's no creator. That's stupid. It's like I thought science was based off patterns in nature, dude. Here's another violation, this uh, uh, scientific violation of, of natural law. Oh, yeah, well, there was trillions of years of nothingness. First of all, nothingness doesn't exist, okay? Show me where nothingness is and fucking define it flawlessly. It doesn't exist. Even darkness is something. Space is something. What is nothing? So there's trillions of years of nothingness, right? Uh, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an explosion happens. And keep in mind, for an explosion to happen, you have to have four elements. You have to have water, air, matter, which is earth, and fire. So they want us to believe that simultaneously out of the middle of nowhere... 
all these elements just uh, appeared and, and it did what? It created a massive explosion. What do explosions do naturally in front of us? They fucking destroy things. No, 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 not this explosion. This was a magical explosion. And it created everything you see before you, and you came from a rock. The end. And, and then we get these brilliant theories of evolution from a fucking satanic pedophile racist like fucking Charles Darwin. Fuck that guy and everything he stands for who wasn't even content with his fucking theories. He was part of the club, guys. They're, again, they're using sleight of hand fucking magic tricks on you. Oh, hey, watch this card right here. Trickery. Show me where in nature elements simultaneously appear and cause explosions. I can't even get $10 to magically appear in my fucking bank account. And if, if things have evolved, how come we're not having trillions of these um, uh, magical explosions happen everywhere around us all the time? Because it doesn't fucking exist. It violates natural law. If it doesn't happen in nature, it doesn't happen in science. And science wants you to believe constantly. Oh, well, you know, hey, a physicist figured this out, so it's all good. It's like, dude, fuck that. I'm not going to surrender my belief system and all this shit to some guy because he's got a piece of paper that says he's smarter than me. You know, I, I watch a lot of fucking uh, people debunk these guys. They go up stuttering. You know, they, they're supposed to know all these fucking theories, but they start stuttering over shit and they can't. Well, you know, it's just really complicated and you got to go to school for a lot of years and you, you got to do this and it, it would be really hard to explain to you bullshit, snake oil salesman. I'm a smart guy. Explain it since you're so fucking sure of it. But they can't do that. And again, they're stuttering because they're full of shit or they're ignorant. And, and, and they realize they work in an industry where they'll get blacklisted if they tell the truth. They'll get defunded. Or they got too much pride to admit, hey, I went to school. I spent 200 grand on a degree on a bunch of fucking bullshit. And I'm not saying all science is bullshit. I'm not saying that. There is prov provable, workable, epic science that is awesome. But by and large, this popular junk trash science is shit. So these guys don't want to admit that they got conned. Their whole life was wrapped around this shit. So what do they do? They join the fucking, they, they, they become part of the, the, the club. They start pushing the agenda. They start making that money. Getting that money, son. Anyways, I don't know. This podcast has gone on for long enough. I've been rambling, been ranting. I, I'm just trying to give you guys a sense of natural law when you look at the education system violation of natural law we're just going to sit here and, and get you guys to memorize a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter and then and then you guys are going to wonder when you're in your mid-20s to mid-30s why can't i do fuck all with my life because they didn't teach us shit they didn't teach us how to balance a checkbook they didn't teach us that if we got we had a kid and we were broke that we were going to fuck ourselves for life they didn't teach us that this world is ran by a bunch of scoundrels. No, they taught us how to be subservient to these scoundrels and become workers for them. If you don't learn critical thinking, if you don't learn street smarts, hey man, 
Then what? Look at medicine. Hey, they're just gonna they're gonna they're gonna make all these pharmaceutical deriv- derivatives from natural elements, and people are wondering why these 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 fucking pharmaceuticals are fucking their 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 internal organs up. Well, I went to the doctor to get these blood thinners, and now I have heart problems. When really you could have just gone to a naturopath and got the real thing, the real herb, the real powder, the, the, the real flour, the the, the the real vitamin, the real nutrients. Whatever, whatever the prescription for that ailment that you have might be. And I'm going to do, in the future, I'm going to be doing podcasts about um, naturopathic healing and things like that. So they, they use these fucking synthetic derivatives from nature. Why, why not just go straight to the source? Violation of natural law and medicine. People don't realize all these fucking problems are because a small group of people that lie about everything, everything they tell you is a fucking lie. And we don't speak in lies, so it trips us up and fucks our heads up. It's psychological warfare. We don't speak in lies, so we, we, we get confused sometimes. You don't get to pick and choose which conspiracies you believe. These guys are fucking liars. Even if something they say might be kind of right, Guarantee the platform they're standing on is a fucking lie, and it ain't for no altruistic humanitarian thing. You know, I said it before. You know, these guys have been dropping scud missiles on the planet. They've been poisoning our, our agriculture. They've been slaughtering animals in factory farms. They, they've been toxic dumping. Uh, they've been getting everybody hooked on fucking drugs and pharmaceuticals and selling guns on the streets. But now a fucking virus, COVID-19, comes out and all of a sudden they care about you and your families. Yeah, they really want to help you guys now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this isn't about a massive land grab after all the small businesses fail. You know, and then then the real estate market collapses so all these billionaires can come in and buy real estate for pennies on the dollar. They do this shit in the stock market all the time. I've talked about this. Again, guys, natural law. Learn about it. You know, I, geomancy. All this stuff. You know, palm reading is about natural law. Chinese face reading is about natural law. You know, they have geologists that read the face of the earth. You don't think there's a, a science, a a working science to read the face, our geology. It's out there, or to, to to read the geology of our hands. All these lines. What do you think these these lines are just? Oh yeah, God just threw those on us for no goddamn reason. <laughs> They're just there. Well, look at that. There's a cross, a star right there. Everybody's hand is is different. Our eyes. There's iridology. They can read your eyes. They can tell you what you know what ailments you have going on with you. Anyways, you know, I just did this podcast off natural law and and I I hope you guys like it. You know, I put my heart and soul into this podcast. Like I said, I can't tattoo. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, I forgot some shit about this. Like I said, it was a rant. I'll I'll be dropping all kinds of tidbits throughout my podcast in the future on on all different topics, you know. Um, Anyways, I love you guys. I wake up, I meditate, I pray every morning for you and your families, and I, and I hope that we can get the, the, 
a large, I'd love for the whole world to wake up, meditate, and pray every morning. You know, we'd raise the vibration. All this bullshit that's going on right now wouldn't be affecting us. But, uh, you know, I wish you guys all the best in these, these challenging times. And, uh, you know, a lot of us are just barely scraping by, myself included. Uh, thank you for, uh, for following my podcast. Goodbye.